This is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. And also, uh, for this special episode, we have intern Corey. What up? How's it going, man? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Is this a special episode? What is this? I think 109 or something like that? Somewhere in there? It's special because it's three people. Oh, that's true. That's it's special, special yes. because I'm here, Greg. Exactly. Exactly. We have to yell, where's Corey, when we need to know something. So I hope you know everything we ask today. If I don't, I'll make it up. Yeah, there we go. That Perfect. works. <laughs> All right, so Deathgasm. Deathgasm. All capitals, because lowercase is for pussies. Lowercase R for pussies. On Letterboxd, there's lowercase letters. Well, that's the band name is different than the movie name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Two very distinctive things. All right, so have you seen it before, both of you, Brett? I've seen it one other time with Joe Bob, and that was a few years ago, and I was like, okay, I kind of vaguely remember it, like, I remember seeing it, yeah, I don't know what state of old German I was in at the time, and I guess I was in a pretty good state of old German, because watching it again today, I'm like, why is this, like, an actual movie? Why isn't this just a fan film that's on YouTube? Oh, did you think it was way shittier than this? Oh, it sucked. Oh, you didn't like it? I hated it. Are no. you serious? Yeah. Oh. oh, wow. I thought you would have loved this so movie. So did I. <laughs> wouldn't say I hated it. It's definitely not my favorite, but I didn't hate it at all. No, I love Deathgasm. This is fun. I'm in the Brett seat for once. I'm Brett's in yeah. the I was going to say, I was not prepared for this. <laughs> awesome. On that note, pun intended, Corey. You know, I, I had seen this movie. Um, I saw it on Peacock one time. I was scrolling through the movies, and I liked the cover. So I'm like, huh, I'm going to watch that. And I, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, I think Deathgasm fantastic. It's right up my alley. Brett, you always make fun of me because I give such high ratings to stuff like Terrifier and Hatchet and things <laughs> like this. This is straight up a Greg movie. I love it. Oh, no, Terrifier and Hatchet are good movies. Oh, you're killing me. Ouch. No, watching this, I was like, I wish I was watching Ash vs. Evil Dead. I will say 100%. It reminds me of Evil Dead, but more so even Ash vs. Evil Dead a lot. Yeah. yeah. Especially in the effects and the... I mean, there's a teacher who shits his pants with blood and then throws <laughs> up blood on a girl. And, like, even the demon-possessed people look like deadites. Yeah. So 100%. And they sound like them. It's everything. It's I, to the point of I was like, when did Deathgasm come out, and when did Ash vs. Evil Dead came out? Because if it's too much of a gap, that Deathgas Deathgasm is after, I'd be like, they completely ripped off Ash vs. Evil Dead, but they came out like the exact same time. So I'm still like, eh. I mean, it's definitely a love letter to to the Evil Dead series, and also like I don't know because I know we both, all of us, are pretty big into punk and everything. I started on metal is like my first introduction to actually getting into music. So I think that definitely helps me. I'm not sure your relationship with that. Were you like really into metal growing up? Who, me? Oh, oh either of you. 
I grew up actually, well, I started with metal, I guess, like 80s metal in elementary school. Then I graduated to punk in middle school because of my awesome science teacher, Mr. Dugan. Love you, Mr. Dugan. And then it mostly went mostly punk from there on out until like the last few years I've been like getting into metal and stuff. Okay. And Corey, I mean, I definitely, I, my dad introduced me to like Black Sabbath and Alice Cooper in my very formative years. And then, I mean, I was a heavy metal DJ in college. Oh, okay. So like, I've always, I've always been a little more into the metal side of things, but yeah, I've been, I've been a metal head for okay. a long time. I wonder if that affects it a little bit. I don't know. Cause Dude, like, all the cheesy things they do, like, I don't think these are caricatures. I know they're so over the top, like how we were talking about the punks in Return of the Living Dead, how they're, like, caricatures of punks. These are what metal dudes are like, though. This isn't fake. They are legit like this. Oh, yeah. Like, and you have all four types represented in the band. Like, like the like the types of metalheads. Oh, definitely. Spot on 100%. I could see high school me loving this movie. Brett, as you told me on the Lighthouse episode, me and Corey's job now is by the end of this to get you turned around on this movie. Oh, because it's the entire time watching this, especially all the demon stuff. I know we're going to get into it, but it's just so much of, I want to watch Evil Dead. I'd rather do a double feature of Lords of Chaos and Evil Dead oh, Lords and of have Chaos a better movie. Terrible. Lords of Chaos Lords- was way better than this. No! No! <laughs> Dude, even the dudes in Mayhem hate Lords oh, of Chaos. Because the dudes in Mayhem suck. <laughs> They're all assholes. I'm on my way to your house right now. You cannot <laughs> side with Varg. I don't side with Varg, but Hellhammer's a good dude. Okay, well, I don't need... I and, don't ne- and Necro Butcher. And Attila. I enjoy their story. I, I actually <laughs> just saw them live back in February. Which I would see them live. They were life-changing all right i have a bad feeling this happens anytime we get onto a more music-centric episode <laughs> so we're just gonna kick into this thing all right deathgasm from 2015 rated r brett you got some credits for me jason lee howden directed and wrote it yep did he produce no no he, he did no the Ned with this no okay so right from our opening dialogue so it starts out just like all these movies like similar to Studio 666 or Trick or Treat, not Trick or Treat, Trick or Treat from the 80s, where what if all these things that these crazy religious groups were saying about metal were true? You know, like, you can summon demons, it's inspired by Satan, and let's just run with that. And so we get a little speech about that at the beginning. And then the character introducing why he lives with his aunt and uncle. My mom was a meth addict. She got arrested when she tried to suck off a mall Santa in the mall. How do you not fall in love with this movie instantly after that? I did. It's just so, like, isn't this funny? Look how wacky we are. And the mom is, like, she looks like a crack whore, and she's smoking, and she's naked. She's addicted to meth, yeah. It's like, okay. That's that's the funny. That's the funny. (laughs) Brody now lives with his Bible-thumping uncle and aunt, uh, his words. And then we're introduced to our cast of characters. We already got Brody, our main character. We meet Dion, his nerdy friend. Medina, the girl he has a crush on, currently dating his cousin, asshole. Dave, David. And was it Giles or Giles? I think they called. I think they pronounced it Giles. That's Giles. Because, right. but it's New, it's New Zealand, so it's weird. 
Yes, true. Right, all those Hobbit movies and everything. But they're playing D&D at lunch, and we get our first metal fantasy of the movie, which is Brody playing guitar on top of a fucking mountain, and he laser eye beams a girl's top off as he's standing there shredding. Seriously, how can you not like this movie? It's just so, like, <laughs> I could see, it's like, if you put this in the hands of someone who was maybe a good director and writer, you could like form this into something that was fun and like, Oh yeah, this is kind of slapsticky and fun and I enjoy it. But it's like, just things are happening. But the thing is he got that right. Like every metal dude has had that fantasy. What's 100%. Th- I was going to say, I've legit like daydreamed about this shit when I was in high school. About standing on a mountain and laser beaming a girl's top off. Yes! While shredding, yes! 100%! Okay. I can't even play a musical <laughs> instrument and I've had this dream. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> I'd say it's a generational thing, but you and Greg are the same age yeah. and I'm old. <laughs> but we, um, we cut to the record store. We meet Zach for the first time in the movie. So Zach is this brooding... Young Peter Steele-looking guy who's really into metal and plays bass. It's Eddie and... Munson. Yeah, kind of yeah. like a dickish Eddie Munson. Yeah, Zach is that guy. Like, yeah, he is that guy at the metal show that you know, if you show up in the wrong band T-shirt, he is going to give you shit all night. Oh yeah, he's the kind of guy who asks people in the mall, "Name me three songs of that band you're wearing the shirt over. You shouldn't wear it." He's one of those guys. No, he's one hundred percent that guy. But they're fl- I like that Brody's trying to impress this dude, so they're flipping through records. And, and I love everything. how the first record he pulls up to impress him is fucking Trivium. Dude, I like Trivium. I liked Trivium. I don't think I've ever listened to them. I haven't kept up with their newer. Stuff. I'm also that guy. <laughs> I've fallen behind after uh, whatever album Tears from the Sky was on, but that's where I fell off. Of I them. actually fell off of them from the album that Brody picked up there, Ascendancy. <laughs> oh, no. Which was their second anyway, album. I do love how he was paused with poison when Zach looked over, <laughs> like, not like he was looking at him, and then he gets the judging scoff from him. It is like the worst poison, like, cover, because it's just all three of them done up in the most makeup in the world. They look like chicks completely, and it's just like, oh, no, not that one! That's all the Poison <laughs> album covers. That's that's every single Poison <laughs> album. But then we get the line, Zach played bass, so we started a band. It's everyone we met so far, like all the guys in, the, in Brody's garage, there for practice, and the very first thing they do is choose a name. And what were some of the options? Something Unicorn was one, correct? Uh, Cannibal Unicorn was one. Murder Boner. Maggot Sperm. It reminds me how of, like, Turbo Negro's first uh, band name was supposed to be Nazi Penis. <laughs> well, it's not like they went with a much better one, to be no. honest. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, really? See, I, I, I like Guile's name the best. Just, like, 13 S's. There's a movie called yeah, and it's good. I bet you hate that one, too. <laughs> I've never seen it. Really? It's a it's a pretty shitty creature feature. Is it like one of the 70s like uh, animal attack horror movies, like Frogs? Yup. Oh, nice. I love those. We should have done that! Oh, we, can, we can do it at some point. How many S's do we have to put in the title for? 13. <laughs> 
But they're choosing a name, and they come up with Deathgasm. All uppercase, because lowercase is for pussies. And I love how Brody does go like, oh, okay, yeah, that's a cool name. How about, and Zach's like, shut the fuck up. We're <laughs> Deathgasm. <laughs> I fucking said. That part was funny. See, Can I point out a weird technical thing that I like in this movie? The camera shots in this are fucking brilliant. Oh, the camera work is great. There's a scene later where one of the demon-possessed people is attacking Brody's, and since all the demons have their eyes gouged out, it's point of view, but not from their eyes. It's from inside of the mouth, and you see the teeth chomping over the camera trying to get him. I'm like, that's fucking brilliant. I love mouth cam. Yes. Like, anytime I get to see mouth cam in something, I, I, I am happy. I'm waiting for Brett to poo poo and go, eh. No, no, because that's all it's going to be is me going, eh, it was, I mean, it was okay, I guess. I mean, I've seen it before, <laughs> better. This is my first Grumpy Real Brett quick. episode. <laughs> Real quick, before we keep going to the movie, Brett, what would you rather have watched, Deathgasm or Predator 2? Predator 2. Wow. Oh, fuck. Holy shit. Don't get me wrong. I'm stoked on that because that means there's a chance. But wow. <laughs> After wow, watching this, I'm like, how is this released? This should be on YouTube. Womp Stomp does better shit than this. Oh, wow. Like I said, <laughs> but, you want to watch a better version of Deathgasm, watch Lords of Chaos and Evil Dead as a double feature. But Lords of Chaos is terrible. <laughs> it's way more brutal than this movie. It is not. No, when the guy's stabbing the guy like 50 million times in the park. I'm sorry, Macaulay Culkin's less talented cousin, brother, whatever he is, was terrible. I like it. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> but Brody and Zach sneak into this old house where they heard that the, the singer or guitarist? Singer. Uh, anyway, the singer from the band Hacks and Sword has been hiding hiding out. They found it in, like, a fanzine, which I thought was fun. Yeah, and it's just funny where he's like, how did you find me? It's like, you've been outed. And it is just, like, a, a photocopy fanzine. <laughs> yeah. And they find him sleeping in there. By the way, tons of amps and stuff in there, which come into play later. Um, they find him sleeping, and he has the original of the numbered out of 667 records he's sleeping with holding, and they go to steal it from him. They get it, they turn around, the dude wakes up, and he starts freaking out, like, I, what is it, I told you a coldest to leave me alone! <laughs> he looks like Iggy Pop. He, dude, to the point Iggy Pop could have played him. Yes. <laughs> but, they take the record, and someone starts coming, and he goes, take the record, run! And they're like, okay, and they take off, and this big, bold, hitman-looking guy shows up, and is like, where's the record, uh... What's this dude's name? Why can't I remember it? Uh, Ricky Daggers. Ricky Daggers. I knew it was some hair metal sounding thing. <laughs> yes. It was a ha but hair metal the, sounding name for a black metal band. <laughs> yeah, but don't tell me that doesn't sound like uh, Ricky Rocket or something oh, like yeah, that. He absolutely sounds like he should be in Poison's Less Talented Brother or something. Well, it's like in uh, yes. Metalocalypse when uh, Pickles was in... Uh, like the Snakes and Barrels, like Guns N' Roses type band, but now he's in Death yeah. Clock. <laughs> but they take off with the record, and that Hitman-looking dude shows up. He's like, where is it? He goes, I don't have it. And he just slits his throat and kills him. And But he sees the window open. He knows someone took off with the record. 
Yeah. Um, they get back the, to the garage, and this is the first time a movie has somehow rickrolled me. I love and, this. And in doing so, rickrolling their own gas. <laughs> Where they take the wrecker down, and it's like, Rick Astley, and they smash the wrecker. Rick Astley record. <laughs> I love that part. But the treasure wasn't the record itself, it was the music pages, super old looking, that were on the inside. It's like, oh, we should use this as a deathgasm song. That's plagiarizing, Zach. It is plagiarism. But, actually, I think that it's probably old enough that it's in the public domain now. Yeah, so, yeah, they find the Book of the Dead pages. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, these random music pages. I like it. <laughs> and you know what? Let's just get... Yes, this movie is no different than any other heavy metal horror. They all have the same story. I watched, like, three other ones while I was watching this, while I was getting ready to record this episode. This one... What? This one, Trick or Treat, Black Roses, Studio 666, The Gate. They oh, The Gate is awesome. But they all essentially have the same plot line. Don't play the forbidden song. I mean, yeah, it is tale as old as time. It could almost be its own genre, but it works out for me. Look, I wonder how many movies do you have to have to have your own genre? It probably already is by now. It, it, yeah, it, it has to be considered. Yeah. I mean, I just rattled off four of them right there. The gate is great, though. The gate is great. That's why you're intern Corey. The gate, I, I will. The gate is the head, heads and tails better than this one. Thank you. Yes, I'm not saying this is the greatest movie ever, Brett. It's not a ten, <laughs> but it's fun. You got to lower your standards, man. Oh, trust me, my standards are rock bottom. Ask Greg. <laughs> oh yes, but they, obviously they're, not. They're use that as a deathgasm song. We cut that hitman guy who killed Ricky Daggers reports back to the leader of his weird cult group, Aeon, and he says, I did killed Daggers, but the song is gone. Someone took off. It should still be in town. Since he failed, these two samurai, they look like the backup band for Ghost. I mean, the band, but everyone who isn't the singer, yes. comes out and cuts his head off. I love this part. This is one of my favorite parts of the movie. I laugh at this part every time. I think this is hysterical. Do <laughs> it the, again! Because it's on a real expensive rug, and the leader gets pissed and makes them do it again! Right this time! So they lay the tarp out, put the head back on the body, and pretend to cut it off. He goes, That's better! And the girl just peeks up from behind the desk, like, what's going on? He's like, nothing. Which, by the way, my subtitles are on at this point. And the girl goes back down, and the subtitle says, Gags. <laughs> I'm glad somebody else watches with subtitles. It depends what I am. If I can't hear, if I have a fan on or something, I do. Typically, I like to not, but sometimes I need to. It would have saved us during the terrible Texas Chainsaw episode. I'm old, so I have subtitles on a lot. Oh, we know. You have to <laughs> with Robert Eggers. Oh, oh yeah. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the witch, the witch. I absolutely had to have subtitles on when I watched it. But it's weird. Random giving head girl actually turns out to be a main character. What you think is just going to be a side little joke character? See, misdirection, plot depth. It's a Was good it, movie. Is that her that's at the end? Yes. Yes, it's, it is. Oh, I didn't know that. See, see. Now you think it's a good movie? No. Damn it. No, she's the one later where she, like, all of a sudden, like, she has no top on, but her, like, boobs are CGI'd because the nipples are moving when the body isn't. Let's not talk about <laughs> electro boobs yet. <laughs> We're not there yet. 
Deathgasm starts recording their first music video for the song Intestinal Bungee Jump. Did you guys get what this was a, ref- a complete straight up shot for shot of? Uh, that's a uh, terrible metal band or black metal video that went around YouTube. Immortal. Yes, it is. Which is sad because Immortal is a good band. Yeah, but their video is the cheesiest thing in the world as them popping out from behind trees and everything just like this. At the oh, yeah. Beginning. Well, Immortal is a – they're a great band, but they're very cheesy. After the music video shoot, they go to the – is it called a gas station there? Petrol station? I don't know. A convenience store. Yeah. You know, I mean, John Jane Randor in there. Uh, so you have expected to see Jay and Silent Bob out front. Yeah. they But they run into Medina and Brody bumps into her helping her gather all his things. And she's like, do you want to go get some ice cream to him? And Brett, I, you have the coldest heart in the world. Because nothing warms my heart more than seeing Brody in full corpse paint and death metal gear eating ice cream with this girl. No, no, fuck him. Why should he be able to do it when I couldn't? But it's a meme. <laughs> that, that, that's the meme, though. Like, that, that scene is yeah, a meme now. Th- they made this scene knowing, like, oh, everyone's going to think this is so funny because it's the preppy girl and the guy in the corpse paint and they're eating ice cream. Isn't that so wacky? But isn't that what every comedy says? <laughs> For every scene, why are you holding this against them? Uh, That's their job. They do it bad. <laughs> hey, hey, you are not old enough to be pissy yet, young man. <laughs> I'm almost 30. I'm almost 40. <laughs> she saved his drawing from class earlier, which I did love that scene because the teacher sees he's not paying attention. He's <laughs> like, is that me with skeletons shoving hot pokers up my rectum? Yes, sir. Nice shading on the demon penises. Very lifelike. <laughs> They're about to kiss, but instead he gives her some CDs to borrow. And I did like the anal cunt was referenced. I actually have two of the CDs they showed. I have the cattle decapitation. Oh, I have the cattle decapitation humanor album, and I have that pungent stench album. I have neither of them. Well, you know. I was a metal DJ. You have to play pungent stench. You have to play pungent stench and cattle decapitation. <laughs> Otherwise, you're just a poser. Band practice are playing the song they found. Again, stealing. Not very metal of you, Zach. But- or is it the most metal? Wait, no. Lar- Lar- Lars, Ulrich- Lars Ulrich told me that stealing is bad. <laughs> the uncle starts getting all zombified looking outside, and the drums start bleeding, and... Brody breaks a string, and then it stops. But so it's already working. Medina's walking home, and she puts on the CD. By the way, this came out in 2015, right, guys? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Brett, do you know where I'm going with this? Yeah, I wonder if she has anti-skip. Even I had, <laughs> even I had an iPod at that point, and I was crushingly poor. Is, it, is New Zealand like how Canada is like 20 years behind us? I don't know. I just always kind of assume that New Zealand is Australia's Canada. That makes sense. But it's like, you could even buy like the, you could get the cheap MP3 players, like the off-brand things, out of vending machines when I was in high school. No, she has to walk around holding her CD player. (laughs) And you know, it makes sense for him, because metal dudes and like punk guys and stuff love dead media. You know what I mean? Like, I get why he's still collecting all the CDs and everything. It's weird for her to have a CD player on her person. Yeah, yeah, that is kind of anachronistic. She 
oddly likes it, which is the most unrealistic thing in this movie. Anyone who doesn't like metal and you give them that much, that level, right from the get-go, you shot yourself in the foot. You gotta start off a Sabbath or something like that. Yeah, she immediately blasts into, now she's the Viking queen on top of the mountain with the axe, and she's spinning it around, and all like, raw, And she's like, wow. At least she went with power metal instead of like death metal or black metal or grindcore. It's, it's at least semi-palatable. Yeah, but cheesier. Let's be real. Power metal is one of the cheesier ones. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm not a big power metal guy. I'm a I'm I'm a death black and grind kind of guy. And plus, Brody's translating the lyrics, and he starts saying something about summoning demons in it. Oh, th- is this where the cousin and his friend like jump, Brody? Yeah. Yeah. So we have our Stephen King level bullying happening here. Yeah, it's like, pin him down, rip his earring out. Yeah, what the fuck? And here's the thing, he lives with the cousin. And I get to go ahead tell daddy he hates you too. No, I'm calling bullshit on this. You still have to have breakfast with this dude tomorrow that you're mutilating. He might not like him, but it's still going to be like, well, you did beat the fuck out of this kid, so it's still not good. Yeah, I'm his legal guardian. I have to deal with this. I don't know. The uncle seems like he might he might be like, oh, good job there, son. Throw another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> Is New Zealand around Australia? Yes. They're okay. like neighbors. I thought Australia was an island. <laughs> well, they're, like, they're both islands. Oh. But they're like neighbor islands, and they hate each other. Oh, I didn't know that. I've been told. I didn't know that until Corey started telling me how he likes Australian horror. I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen Australian horror. Me neither. And then I realized the New Zealand stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Babadook's Australian. Never saw that. Yep. That's You've true. never seen the... Why would I see the Babadook? It's a good you movie! Like nah. <laughs> the Badonka Donk? But next we see Zach stealing gas from an ambulance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and smoking at the same time. Yeah. You're stealing petrol? No, I'm stealing diesel. It's not different. <laughs> and so, you're Brody's friend, Zach, right? And she gives him a note for Brody that's supposed to meet her at the park tonight at 9. But don't read but, it. Yeah, of course he's going to read it. Dude, that goes back to like junior high. Everyone read the notes that they had to hand off, so you knew everyone's drama. Yeah. Exactly. See? Realism. Brett, have we turned you around at least half a rating yet? No. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Corey, try harder. <laughs> but um, that night, it's 9 o'clock, she's at the park, but Zach shows up instead, and he lies, he goes, Bro- Brody's not coming, told me to tell you he's not interested. He goes, here's my jacket, I don't want you to freeze your tits off, thank you for caring about the well- well-being of my tits. And she just immediately is like, I guess I'm into metal now, and you're a metal guy that's close to me, so let's make out. Well, let's be real, their town doesn't look like there's a huge supply of metal guys. If you're into that now, and Brody's off the table, you pretty much have Zach. There's the two other one, how about Giles? But, but they're just like metalhead adjacent. <laughs> Yeah, they, I feel like they joined whatever band came along. Yeah. Band practice, the riff starts making Uncle Puke blood this time, and Evil Lightning turns the sound up and starts spitting everywhere, very Hen and Lauder looking. 
opens the garage door, and the whole town starts puking blood. Please tell me you guys caught in this whole blood puke montage, the baby. It's not the frame, it's not the focus. There's a scene, like, in a coffee shop or something, and there's, like, a baby carriage with blood shooting up from it like <laughs> yes. everyone else. Yes. I actually, I believe I counted that baby in my count of the dead. Because I actually paused and counted everybody on the street. Well, all those people didn't die, Corey. But they got possessed, and we don't know what happened to the people that got possessed. I know, but I can't say they died. Damn it, my count is way off. (laughs) (laughs) Let's be real. We don't know when everything happened. Maybe there's just a bunch of people missing eyeballs. I got some scratching out to do. Just because the baby (laughs) pukes blood doesn't mean baby's dead. Although you should probably get to a hospital. It's pro-parenting tip from two not-parents and a parent. I give it an Advil. So the band passes out, and they all wake up feeling like hungover and have no idea why they passed out. Yeah, I love the, the kids. Well, for some reason, there's a keyboard guy in their, like, death metal band. But he's like, did we fall asleep? Black metal has keyboards. Oh, it does? Yeah. Oh, okay. Dumo Borgier absolutely has keyboards. So does Cradle itself. Gazoon tight. <laughs> I was going to say Cradle of Filth, but yes, very well. Good job. But at school, the, one of the cousin's bully friends corners Brody in the bathroom, but he's not himself. He's wearing sunglasses because he's already gouged his eyes out. We don't know that yet. But he gives all these cryptic warnings to Brody. The blind one is coming, and he will... I don't quite know the threat he gives them, but a lot of, like, ripping your intestines out and roasting your balls over a fire and while stuff still, like this. While they're still attached, of course. Yeah. What's what's step two for de- the devil? Of, okay, we've taken over. Now what? Uh, I didn't think I would make it this far. <laughs> Question <Profit>. mark. <laughs> step three, profit. <laughs> profit. <laughs> the teacher in class, the one who was drawn pictures of before is at the board just writing like scratching nothing and symbols and stuff and and making all these weird noises and the class is sitting there shocked and then he farts real loud the class starts laughing but then he farts louder and blood like blows against his shorts and running down his legs and everything and only at this point does one of them raise their hand to go um mr blah 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 whatever the fuck his name was capenhurst Mr. Capenhurst and he turns around and he's all like Bleh! but it takes them so long to be like are you okay let's be honest did you care about your math teacher in high school no I hated him because I hated math exactly you know how I passed senior year math is because I was failing and I looked at him and, and I was like you're the last grade I need to get if I fail you I'm back next year and I have you again next year all of a sudden, I got to see. I had to. There um, you go. I had to donate blood to pass geometry. <laughs> Not even to like the Red Cross, just to him. I don't like to talk <laughs> about that anymore. Teachers doing blood magic. <laughs> but then, like, turns around, all the students start freaking out, and he just pukes blood all over this one it's all over the class this poor girl who's sitting at the front so you know she probably like is the like valedictorian front of the class she's all ready to learn just gets blood puked on her for like five minutes it's also completely like a guar show too because she has like a white sweater on just to really show the blood better (laughs) yes exactly 
Zach and Brody are smoking a joint in the van in Zach's garage, I guess. They get out, and Zach's dad is just beating his head on the garage door over and over. He turns around, and there's no eyes on him, and he starts to attack. And the fight is on. He gets a sander to the face, very hatchet-like, and finally, I don't actually know how this happens. It seems kind of Looney Tunes to me, with an anvil falling from the sky, but an engine just falls on his head that was hanging on chains and crushes him. When they take an engine out of a car, they will hang it up on a, on a chain. Oh yeah, I knew that, but I didn't know how it fell. I think Bro- Brody released it. It's like the anvil in, what was it, Drag Me to Hell, that they randomly have an anvil hanging in their garage? Yeah, in the shed. Yeah, just, we hang anvils in our shed. Yeah. But I love the line, like, because Zach looks sad for a second. He goes, it's probably the way he would have wanted to go. And Brody goes, <laughs> I gouged out. The face, I gouged out. But wait, you probably know the quote. How many times have you watched this, Corey? Three. Okay, you had How he'd want to go. Eyes gouged out, face grinded off, engine mounted out under, uh, head mounted under an, a car engine. Yeah. <laughs> Brett, Brett, you laughed at that line. Yeah, because I liked how Corey delivered it. I think you secretly <sighs> like this movie, Brett. No. I think so. This is Brett's favorite movie. This is oh, what we're going to... This is what we're watching for Halloween this year, I Brett. said I would rather watch Predator 2. That should tell you. Because <laughs> at least I haven't seen Predator 2. It could be promising. After seeing this. No, Predator 2 isn't as good as Predator 1. Well, I don't like the first one at all, so. No, Ar- no Arnold. They go to see Abigail, who's the psychic girl from the record store, and there's just mass chaos going on as they're driving there. There's demons attacking people, things on fire, you know, all that kind of stuff. I also really quick want to mention Zach's flask. It is the tiniest little itty bitty flask there ever is. He only, he drinks it throughout the entire movie. You never see him refill it. At times you see him like taking these huge like drinks out of it. You're like, you're drinking nothing. There's like two drinks that you can fit in that thing. Well, how old is Zach supposed to be? I legit don't know. Is he in school or no? Uh, he was. He he got kicked out. He he's the same age as all of them, but he got kicked out of school for stabbing someone with the either a math compass or a set square. Okay, I'm not even putting that of like, oh, he's in high school, so he can't drink that much. It's like I used to down way more than I do now. I'm not saying that he can't drink that much. I'm saying. Maybe he has an extremely limited supply because he's so young. So it's just like he's... He's got to make that last. It's like tiny... He just, he just tastes it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or there's Hawaiian punch in there. And he's like, everyone thinks I'm really cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Dion and Giles are fighting one outside and they're saved by Medina with an axe. I like their idea of use a paintball gun and load it up with your 10-sided die. Who brings a dice purse to a demon apocalypse? Uh, originally, he was using just paintballs. And I'm like, why do you think that's a good idea? <laughs> I did like what he shot. And one, if he had a real gun, he'd be the guy to hang around. Yeah. Because it's a straight dead eye shot. He gets it right in the forehead between the eyes. But because he's using a paintball gun with die, it just kind of lodges into the thing's head for a second. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is this is a complaint I have with this movie. I think it would have oh? been funnier. If they would have, if one of the dice would have rolled a nat twenty when he hit him, I thought because remember with uh, Dion Dion's uh, introduction, they said that his cousin 
he first met him when some bullies were shoving Dye up his nose. And that was the least embarrassing orifice that Dice has been shoved in. Exactly. I thought it would have been funnier if you would have shot the demon thing up the nose with it then. Yeah, that too. Either that or a nat 20. What does that mean? A natural 20. It means like when you roll a 20-sided die or two, two, two 10-sided, you, you get 20. But is that like a hit point? Yeah, it's a D&D thing. Oh, okay, I was going to say, is that like attack? Yeah. Okay. Or what? Or whatever you're rolling. Okay. Then Medina shows up and just axes it right down the middle, and they leave a note outside Brody's door to meet them at the school. That's where they're going, because I guess that's the emergency evacuation place. Yes. Like in Night of the Living Dead. And just about every other movie. Of she axes the thing in the head, and then she goes, wouldn't it be really cool if I had, like, a one-liner after that? Like, can I ax you a question? And it's like, oh, God. Like, yes, we know that joke. But they go to talk to Abigail at the record store, and they're talking to her, and they say how they played the song, and she goes, you have fucked us all. And because at the, what do they say, the Devil's Hour, which is 3 a.m., I'm a bit lonely. Alos soul will fuse with the darkest human host in the area where he first returned. Oddly enough, the last time I watched this movie was at 3 a.m. Oh, see? And nothing fused with you. You're a good dude. I'm still here. No, what would have been funny is like there's this big corporation, like evil cult thing that's trying to be the most evil so that the devil goes into their body. If like they did this big build up and then it just goes and it goes into some random house and there's like some murderer or something that no one even knows about that's like way worse than them. And he's just like, yes, it's me now. <laughs> After she gives her whole exposition and she's about to say the way that they can fix it, the record store guy shows up and rips her heart out through her chest. She's From the dead. back, but it's not. Yeah, Mortal Kombat fatality style. It's not hard to figure out what to do. We played it this way to bring in here. How are we going to get rid of it? But um, Aeon is told by this demon guy outside. He's arrived in town to find the pages and everything. To destroy the pages before it can be reversed. Why can't you... It has to be destroyed by someone with a soul. He goes, okay, we're going to go get it. But then his girlfriend just kills him with a dagger, and she's going to make the fuse herself with Aeloth. I, I like, I like when, when, when she stabs him down the throat and she says, who doesn't have a gag reflex now? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see this twist coming at all. No. I kind of loved it. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Well, it's at this point you kind of forget about evil cult people, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I guess that they're in this movie too." It's almost like they're shoehorning them back in. It, it, yeah, a little bit. The leader was so fucking boring of a mm-hmm. character, like you know what I mean? Bald, rich dude uh, in charge of some satanic cult thing. Yeah, he, you know what I mean? Like he was so cookie cutter. That I kind of loved this. I'm like, oh, okay, that's actually a fun way to keep them more fresh than just have that it was, guy be the leader. It was so on the nose that, yeah, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so I like the switch up. Zach doesn't want to save everybody. Him and Brody are driving. He's like, this town sucks anyway. Dude, it's not going to be the town. Yeah. He's not going to be like, ah, oh, I've captured this small New Zealand town. Let's call it a day. <laughs> it's all I've ever wanted. But they start arguing. Brody gets out of the car. He's walking. Zach's like, get back in the car like an old couple fighting on the highway. Have you ever drove past one of those? Oh, They're yes. Fun. It's so funny. You can just see him going at it in the car. Well, yeah, someone else walking next to the car, shaking their head. No, they're not getting back in. <laughs> um, Sometimes I like to add dialogue for those people. 
<laughs> but Birdie gets back in. They're going back to Birdie's house to get the pages. They get there and they're checking out the area. Zach finds the note on the door and takes it, crumples it up, and hides it. Zach is an asshole. I don't yeah, care what anybody says. He really he is. is. And like, what's he got against notes? Yeah, this like watching this again this whole time, I'm like, watch, he's going to be like a secret agent of like he's working for the bad people or he's already a demon or something because he keeps sabotaging. Yeah, yeah, it, no, no, it's no, just no, he's, he's an just asshole. A dick. Yeah. When they first go in the house, did you guys catch the dead giveaway before the attack happened? The cross was upside down. Yeah. Yeah. I, as soon as they open the door, you notice the religious family's cross is hanging upside down. I mean, I'm like, oh, cool, upside down cross. I'm like, oh, that means something. Yeah. But the first the uncle attacks, and they're fighting him off. They go hide in a room, barricade the door, and like, we need weapons. They find a box that is labeled church stuff. Hehehe. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to hide your dildo and anal beads, Brett. Yeah. How would you ensure no one opens the box that these items are in? Well, no, you think of, like, where in my house does nobody ever go or ever look? You hide it in, like, the back of a closet in some weird box. Not even in a weird box. It's wrapped up in a t-shirt or something. Like, you don't, like, label it, like, oh, church stuff. It's like it's like if you have a file like of just porn on your laptop and you're like kitty pictures. <laughs> and what if like you're because they're very religious? What if their pastor comes over one day and yeah. sees the church box? What if the pastor knows what? about it already? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Could be fun sun uh, <laughs> fun Sunday ch- picnics at that church. <laughs> what kind of church they go into? <laughs> But yeah, they open it, and it's just a bunch of dildos and anal beads and vibrators, and I love Brody, I was like, what is this, a rosary or something? As Zach slaps him with the mouth with ten inches in his hand. His face is priceless. But this is another scene where they go bursting out the door to fight the deadite knockoffs with the sex toys look how wacky we are, there's a dildo flying in the air. And it's like, it's they're trying... Funny. They're trying so hard to be funny and wacky, and I'm like, you lost me. It's funny. Like, oh, they slapped a demon in the face with anal beads, waka waka! I will agree with both of you on this scene, actually. I think it is funny that they go, because that's the only thing they have to use as a weapon. But I think it stays on it way too long. Once you're back out of that room, grab a lamp or something. Yeah. It is funny that they go out armed yeah. with that, and that would have been a great beat. And then once you get out, grab something else. I don't know why once you're out there, they're not ditching those for something else. And earlier we got, like, we know that these demons can't just go down immediately, because they got shot in the forehead with die. And yeah, it's not the most powerful thing, but it doesn't take him down. He's just kind of laughs at him and keeps going. You get slapped in the face with like a rubber dildo. It's not like it's like <laughs> it's not a glass dildo and it's like basically a staff. No, it's like floppy. <laughs> it's gonna like sting, but it's not gonna be like oh blood puke, bleh, you know. But they start fighting with them, and the are they supposed to be rotted already? Like these possessed people. I, I guess. Because I feel like you could be bashed in the jaw with 10 inches and not have it fall off. Yeah, I mean, there were people that make their living doing that every day with the real <laughs> thing. They have jaws. 
Yeah, true. But Brody takes the... Look, I don't know the order here. But Brody does take the uncle's jaw off with the no, dodo. There's a fight Zach going takes, on. Zach takes the uh, oh, uncle's jaw. Zach. Thank you. He gets the uncle. Uh, at this point, Brody is run out to the garage to get a chainsaw. The first <laughs> sensible move here. But I love, I love, I love that it shows how long it takes to start a chainsaw. This part was good. I like that it's not like one pool of the thing and it starts and here he comes. He's like fucking tinkering around no- with it. <laughs> tinkering noises. Yeah. Then yeah. we don't get the tinkering noises subtitle as he just runs in and starts it. <laughs> no, he's out there fighting with it for a while. Now, but I will say, come- as a former Haunted House employee, our chainsaws, for the most part, did start off on one pool. But they were heavily maintenanced in between yeah. every show. Yeah, it's not sitting on your garage shelf for six months and then you pull it once, or hidden in a wall for tw- for fifty years. No, no. Ask Rob about our chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen someone run so fast. But he comes in, he gets the ant right in the guts, and tests and spill out and everything. You think that's the end of her? And but nope, she grabs Brody and is pushing his face down at the chainsaw, and that's that cool uh, camera shot I was talking about—the yeah. mouth cam. And I love the intestine and, effect on that because those honestly looked like intestines. Oh yeah, it's probably are like some you know local butcher shop stuff. No, oh, yeah, and. But he ends up killing her with vibrators through the ears, which I will buy more than the rubber dildo through the ears. Yeah, yeah but once again, like you said, are they rotting? Where uh, you're, you know how much force you're going to have to do to push just like dildos in through your ears? I legitimately think they might be rotting because they have at to them. be. They look like they, deadites. They, and they look like they're rotting. Yeah, they've torn their eyes out and their skin's all like bluish, veiny, everything like that. So they actually Which, might be. At that point, you don't need weapons. Walk up like behind them, like sneak attack, and just squish, squish their heads with your hands. That's fair. But the pages are all sucked out of the window. Oh. I don't... They're just like pulled out by invisible force and fly all over oh, the place. Oh no! We need to fill out more runtime. What do we do? Not the pages! <laughs> And it's not like, okay, I could get it because so many movies do this. Of there, You have to get to the thing and it keeps getting extended. Have a deadite grab the pages and run away where they have to track down the specific deadite. No, the pages just blow out the window and then they just randomly drive around town and find the pages again. Do you ever lose like a dollar bill outside and you run after but the wind picks it up? You're not finding that dollar. No! They find every single page and it's just like them pulling over, finding the page. Oh look, there's a couple leaves on it. You know, and that's it. Do you know why I'm glad that we have the page thing? Because then we get the outside montage, which they get new weapons in the garage and we see a weed whacker to the dick, which I love. <laughs> but I know you're about to complain about it, but I thought it was fantastic. How does that kill him? Wouldn't you die if someone took a weed whacker to your dick? I would die. It's a demon. Corey, have you ever had a weed whacker or gardening tool taken to your penis? Corey, are you a demon? Um, No, I have never taken a weed whacker in any form, let alone one that was strung with barbed wire. And also, yes, I am a demon. But you do not have (laughs) demonic powers. So they could care less. The demon's going to pull its own dick off and throw it at you as a joke. You don't know me. You don't know what I got. (laughs) Brett, 
Honestly, yes, I, I know. How does that kill someone? Yeah. I didn't care. I saw barbed wire weed whacker take a demon's dick off. I'm I, like, okay, I'm here for this. I know what they were going for, but there's no... Pre- the Things just happen. And what worked for one demon now doesn't work for another one, but this one you push over and it kills it. You know, there's there's bosses. You know, then there's yeah. like this basic peon demons out there, and there's bosses. You work your way up to the final boss. Yeah. yeah. Video game logic. I don't play Vigi games. <laughs> well, neither do I. I remember a world before Nintendo's. <laughs> they find the last page right outside the school, and they see someone walk inside. It's Medina and the others. Just coincidence they end up there, because like, oh, you found our note. What note? Still suspicion, but not full alarm yet. Uh, they're inside, they're taping up their wounds and everything. Medina's sharpening her fire axe, you know, everyone yeah. hold up. The other two are playing D&D. I gotta tell Medina, chill out a little bit. You killed one demon with an axe one time. Don't act like your warrior princess all of a sudden, sharpening your axe. You don't know what you're doing. <laughs> but she listens to anal cunt now. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, so she's the most metal, so yeah, of course she's sharp. Where's her, like, shoulder pads? She just didn't get him yet. She'll, she'll get him. Uh-huh. The stores are probably closed right now with hell being unleashed, but tomorrow. She ordered him Amazon Prime. <laughs> Two-day shipping. <laughs> they haven't arrived from HotTopic.com yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, but Hot Topic. At this point, um, Brody's talking to her, sees Zach's jacket in her bag. He's like, is that Zach's jacket? When did you get that? He gave it to me Saturday night when you didn't show and uh-oh, now he figures out everything that goes on. Oh, And he goes he, up... Yeah, he gave that to me after he fucked me in the park. <laughs> she does say, when you didn't show. Yeah, but it's yeah. just kind of so like, oh yeah, he banged me on it when you didn't show up that one time. <laughs> well, in her mind, he blew her off, says, leave me alone, I'm not interested. Yeah, I know. So you're free to fuck whoever you want. I know, but it's just so funny. But also, Brody is like, uh, completely uh, forgives her immediately. I I'd see forgiving her because she thought they broke up, even though they weren't dating. But then but the, he goes up and attacks. Go ahead. No, but like you said, then like him and Zach, like yeah, they fight, but then they're friends again, like five minutes later, and it's just like that's my big <laughs> issue. Yeah, when that happens. But it's also high school. Yeah. How many times did you get in a fight but, with one of your buddies, and then like by third period, you were cool again? I would, though, I think I would hold more of a grudge in high school than I do now. Oh, no, I'm definitely pettier now than I was in high school. I don't care hardly anymore. (laughs) Then him and Zach fight. Zach punches Brody, you know, goes on. Zach, fuck you guys, I'm leaving. And our crew is like, we need to play the song backwards, but we can't get back to the house. That's where they're all at. Do we know anywhere else with big amps? So we're going back to the Ricky Daggers house. Yeah. Bringing it all back. Closing plot holes like a boss. Oh, no, they're not. There's so many plot holes. <laughs> they are really not. <laughs> but they go back there to use the amps, and all the bad guys are there. And they hold the knife up to Medina. Brody gives up the pages. They tear him up. So what are they going to do now? Oh, no. What if he remembers the few tabs he had to play this song with? Yeah, the twice he ever played it, he hasn't memorized. Look, yeah, if you are these evil people, you should probably kill the ones who did know how to play it, just in case. Yeah. Not the one who constantly screwed it up. Yes. But 
They tear up the pages and everything. They tie them up to be sacrifices for Aloth when he first arrives to Earth. And I do love uh, Dion's, like, do you think they'll let us go if we soil our pants? <laughs> we're, we're about, about to, to find, find out. out. And he just... He just shits himself, which I thought was the funniest thing. I'm laughing so hard. I can't picture somebody being all bowled up and grumpy with this movie, not enjoying this part. <laughs> who could do such a thing? Someone who would be rather watching the better version of what they're trying to do. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, The Gate is a better version. And Evil Dead. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah, ahead. no one's gonna go argue ahead. this. Go ahead, say the say the other one you want to say, Brett. Say what? it. What other say one? Say the say that other movie you've been saying is a good movie that's a bad movie. I bet there's say so it. many of them. The room? There it is. Lord, <laughs> is that something you're looking for? Oh, oh Lord of Chaos is stupid. Good. No, it's it's terrible. The book is good. The movie is crap. The one five second scene where the one guy's watching Evil Dead on his tiny shitty television, that part's better than this movie. You got into Corey so bad his insult was Lords of Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> stupid heads <laughs> they, they, they play with poop. Broke my damn brain. <laughs> You play their instruments, you just fart down. Just... <laughs> it's past my bedtime. I need a Worthers. But then, before the demon shows up, we have possessed Ricky Dagger show back up going... Which of you cunts wants to be skull-fucked first? And I love they're pushing the one on the end over with their feet. Like, it's, it's a noble thing to sacrifice yourself and push them over. I need my skull for exams! <laughs> but they're saved by Zack, shows up, kills Demon Ricky Daggers, and helps them all up. Brody begrudgingly takes the handshake as he picks them up, and he's like, I couldn't leave my best mate behind or something. And Medina with the real question. So you decided you wanted to save us, but first went home and put on makeup? <laughs> Not makeup, it's corpse paint. <laughs> well, you look very pretty. It's so funny. Like, how long did that take you? 10, 15 minutes to put on? <laughs> Dude, but don't tell me. Like, there are people I know who legit would think this is normal without hesitation, with no hint of irony. Yeah. Yeah, we all know them. They go to play the song backwards from memory. They're set up on, like, the little band area there. And wait, let me run that again because they don't do that. So they're gonna go play the song backwards, and I love that they get this line in because Zach takes a chainsaw to one of the henchmen bad guys' ass and goes, "Metal up your ass," which I'm glad they were able to fit the line in. Oh yeah, you you have to, you have to get the metal up your ass line in, dude. This is a small house, am I correct? You know, he was like, it is not a big house. He was like, because Ricky Dagger's like squatting here, wasn't he? It kind of seems like that, like he's on the run, because they're like, oh yeah, they've kind of like found out where you are now, and he's like, shit, like almost like, I need to pack up and leave again. But yet he took the time to decorate it with well, press yeah. clippings about himself. Because he's Metal Man. <laughs> but the point is, it's not a big place, like if he's no. hiding out in this little place. How does Dion get lost from them? <laughs> It's not even a building. It's a house where he's like he. You can hear them talking from where he's at. Like he's like wandering around the hallways, and you can hear the other people talking. 
Yeah, but I, I don't get it. But more demons are starting to pour in the windows and everything, and they just straight up rip his head out of his body with spine and all. Another Mortal Kombat fatality. The dispatch of, like, the, like, side character friends so quickly and, like, easily, and, like, no one really hardly reacts to it. They're like, oh, no, so-and-so died. Well, let's be real. Let's take a band, for example. You mentioned Guns N' Roses earlier. If Guns N' Roses was being attacked by demons, the movie version is just going to focus on, okay, did Axel and Slash survive? Okay, the poor Duff McKagan's getting his spine ripped out, and it's not going to affect the plot that much. Yeah. Then Giles has his arms ripped off by the demons and is beaten with his own arm. Very Def Leppard. Yes. He is, <laughs> he is the drummer. <laughs> Holy shit, I didn't catch that. I hope that was on purpose. I I, I didn't either. So see, you did like this movie, I paid I watched it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Medina and Zach are killing them as Brody tries playing. Clock strikes 3 a.m. I didn't mention here, but we have the cool random thing that I also hate but love because it looks so good, where Zach just goes out and chainsaws like eight of them down at once. Because... It's really cool, but where's he learning all this flippy spinny stuff? Exactly. From? Um, you automatically get ninja powers in the Demon Apocalypse. If they were a hardcore band, I'd buy it. True. But um, Brody starts playing. And he's like, "Oh shit, I'm not in the right tuning." But then <laughs> three a.m. Aloth's coming. The woman who's summoning him just gets naked as he shows up, and she's saying all these, like, come into me, double entendre things going on. This is where it is. It's all the lightning and whatnot. Electro titties. Her her tops off, and then she gets sorted through the chest, and this is where we get CGI boobs of, she's not moving, but the nipples are moving. Weren't they being electrocuted and shit? No, yeah. but it's yes. not that. They it's absolutely b- it's bad effects. It's bad effects is what it is. They didn't I'm CGI sure they didn't, it right. I'm sure they didn't spend a whole lot of whatever New Zealand's money is. And I can tell. I'm assuming it's koala bears. Red Letter Media does <laughs> CGI stuff, and they're on YouTube, and they do they make sure that it's like properly lit and whatnot, so they don't have that happen. This is New Zealand. It's basically a third world country. (laughs) I think we have listeners there. I have to cut that shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Um, why all of a sudden does intern Corey hate New Zealand? (laughs) I don't hate you, New Zealand. You seem perfectly fine for Australia's stupid cousin. (laughs) Oh, my God. Jesus. But then since the woman's dead, it fuses to the next darkest soul in the room. The plot twist we all saw coming, it fuses with Zack. And then evil Zack is beating the shit out of Brody. As much as... Okay, so now they put a Halloween mask on the actor. And now he's the demon. Oh yeah, that's they, 90% of the movies we do are Halloween masks. They went to Spirit here. Halloween and went, do you have a devil? We have a devil-ish. <laughs> This'll work, right? Yeah, it looks exactly the toxic the Toxic Avenger that was at Tromathon had better makeup than this guy in this movie. Oh dude, no doubt. That Toxie rule. Mm-hmm. I, I swear to God I saw this mask on Buffy the Vampire Slayer at some point. <laughs> Probably. Most likely. <laughs> he's beating her Brody up and stabs Brody and he's about to kill Medina, but 
Brody starts playing just this random solo and shredding, and it melts Zach back to normal. This isn't the song backwards, though. No. no. No, but he even says okay. that you got to play the black hymn. But no, he's just playing some metal to, to make Zach come back. He was, you know, Brotherhood of Steel. Oh, okay. So to fend him off. And Zach's trying to hold him off. The I can't. I'm too weak. And his face is all bubbly and shit. And he kills Zach with his razor blade necklace after Zach tells him to. And slid across the throat. He's all sad. I'd be like, okay, yeah. You, you fucked the girl I liked and lied and then tried to do all this shit. Yeah, no problem. He's very hesitant for someone who's been a dick to him. Yep. Yeah. See ya. Exactly. <laughs> like, wait, no hesitation at all. Boom. <laughs> it's like this is what you get. Then two months later, card Brody and Medina are now in, are in bed talking about Mike cupping and how Corpse Grinder doesn't do it and all this stuff. The barns. They're did. a nice, happy metal couple. I have a question. Where are they living? Yeah. They're they're in the, they're in the aunt and uncle's house. But the they, aunt and uncle are dead. Yeah, but it cuts out. Um, to the outside and you see a for sale sign on the uh on the house oh holy shit i forgot to mention the part that i love the most so real quick after they kill the aunt and uncle the cousin comes home clearly not possessed and brody just kills him (laughs) i don't think he was possessed oh no yeah he was he just chops his head off when he's perfectly normal he said something about satan (laughs) he's just like yep I, I didn't want to not mention that. I just remembered that was one of the funniest parts in the movie to me. <laughs> Said something about Satan. <laughs> They're in bed, and Medina's like, okay, well, I gotta go. She leaves, and the record they were listening to gets all evil-sounding. Like, you thought this was over, Brody? And you get, nah, just kidding, dude. Zach? And then credits. Yeah, and it's the, oh, they're setting up for a sequel. That will never happen. I didn't think that was a sequel setup. Yes. That was just a fun ending. 100% that's a sequel setup. You know what? I'm going to crowdfund the sequel. Then know what? They tried to, and they couldn't make the money, and New Zealand said no. I looked this up. Did they really try to? Yeah, they tried to make Deathgasm 2, but New Zealand said no. We're not giving you the money for it. I'll give them the money for it just to annoy you. I would donate to a crowdfund for this. No, I absolutely <laughs> would. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. I gotta pause New here. Zealand said no. <laughs> Corey, you weren't on the episode, but did you happen to listen to the one we did on Ice Cream Man? Yes, you absolutely said you would donate to an Ice Cream Man sequel. Ice yes. Cream Man was worse than this. No, Ice Cream Man's fun. Oh my God. Ice <laughs> Cream Man made yeah. like... Way worse than this. Like... 50% less sense than this movie. Ice Cream Man has an original story that's all its own. No, it doesn't. It's a killer right. ice cream man. Exactly. When have you ever seen that before? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, let's get into Count of the Dead. But I want to real quick point out, the giant big, the devil shows up. The devil, the king yeah. of demons. And he's defeated by a guitar riff from a high schooler, and he uh, slid across the throat. That's the big ending to this. I will point out that was not Satan. That was Aloth, a demon. But the king of demons. He was the king of demons. This is the big bad. And he's... That's Someone goes... On the guitar, and then slits their throat with a goddamn razor blade. So it's this the guy power could be, of metal and friendship. So a 2006 emo kid could take out this. No, demon. they have no. razor blades and guitars, but they don't have the metal. So they have a so they have their kind of metal. I'm com- yeah, yeah, I 
Did you just say emo was metal? They have their version of metal. What's no, the difference? I can't Everything. believe you can't buy that the perfect riff couldn't conquer a demon. That's not the perfect that riff. It's, he just randomly starts doing something. <laughs> the perfect riff can conquer but, all. This is not Tenacious D. It it kind of is. It kind <laughs> yeah, of it is. Pretty much is. This is just a tribute. Yeah. He's playing later. That's his band. Oh, the, it, it, it kind of is. Let's be honest. It's, it's such a letdown of a giant demon ending. Dude, with all the practical effects, the amount of blood, a teacher shits blood in a classroom, like, you have a weed whacker to the dick, a belt sander, engine drop on the face. I thought this was going to be a Brett movie. I thought you were going to be coming here singing all happy, buying a deathgasm shirt. It goes to show you, you can have all the blood in the world that you want. If there's no substance behind it, it doesn't matter. Let's plot more blood, man. (laughs) Sometimes, yes. And in this case, yes. Throbbing with horror, count of the deads, or tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you guys think we got with Deathgasm? Do you want the caveats for this one? Yes. Sure. Okay, so any demons that were killed, aside from the actual demon demon, counted because there were people who turned into demons. They weren't zombies, they were possessed people. Okay. However, if we just saw someone turn into a demon but not be killed, they did not count because we don't know if they turned back to normal or not. Right. Okay. That's your caveats. Where do you think we got? Uh, Corey, as intern, would you like to guess first? And also because Brett likes to piggyback off the other answers, <laughs> yeah. I've noticed. I got 19. You got 19. Brett, yeah. what are you thinking? 20. You son of a bitch. <laughs> well, Brett is closer without going over, yeah. but is pretty far off. We got 30. Oh, See, I originally had 32 because I counted all the people that turned into zombies. Well, we had a shit ton at the very end when Medina oh, and Zach yeah, were just cleaning know, house. They yeah, were I, chopping through them like crazy. It was seriously like, I'm like, one, two, three, four, five, six, hurry up, right down. Like, that's what I was doing there. I forgot to count them. That's that's where my discrepancy was. Yeah, but 30 for Deathgasm. See, it's a Bro, You should be excited with such a big number there. It just goes to show you, if there's no substance behind it, it doesn't matter. You can kill 100 people. I'm going to kick you square in the testicles next time I see you. <laughs> well, every week Greg does his count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. And I do my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I take the movie and I take something from the movie and I rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now I'll come up with that thing till right now. Let me think of what would be good for Deathgasm. Gee, I wonder what Brett's going to rate it. <laughs> Let's go metal bands. Why not? Let's just do metal I, I knew this was bands coming, in and general. I was dreading it. Because last time the three of us were on an episode, you said, let's do punk bands, and it turned into a big argument <laughs> for like 20 minutes. I was waiting for this. I knew that's where we were going. So I'm going to do a number one version of a metal band, the worst metal band. It's like Striper. Where it's like the hair metal Christian okay. band. Okay. I, I I can't even argue with that. I was yeah. gonna say like yeah. the like the third wave nineties new metal bands, you know, that was like this guy is Korn's brother's cousin's uncle's sister. Three days grace. <laughs> even that's like a two though, like that kind of stuff. Like yeah. Power Man five thousand, I know uh, is like yeah, that style you're talking about. Oh, I like Power Man five thousand. <laughs> okay, yeah. Striper is a okay. Yes. Yeah, oh, we yeah, can all agree. agree. I, I actually yeah, agree with that. Yeah, we're in agreement. Okay, wow, nice. Wow, no arguing. 
<laughs> Look at us go. I love you guys. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say a number 10 metal band, the best metal yeah, band in my mind. And this is just my mind right now because I just watched the documentary and I've been obsessed with them. War! I, I can't even oh, argue with it. Can't even argue I with it. I love War, but they I are not a 10. 10 Guar. Scum dogs of the universe. You're not going Black Sabbath, the best fucking metal band of all time? Guar! <laughs> Guar Live is a 10. Let, let's be oh, yeah, 100%. Live is a 10. One hundred percent. Recorded Guar is more of a six. I love Guar. I've been in oh, a so Guar hole. <laughs> I, 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 you, I'm, I'm taking you. You watch the uh, Shutter oh, documentary as well. It's so fucking honest, awesome. Honestly, it's like one of the best band documentaries I ever watched. Like it's a ten. I loved it. I'm gonna give Deathgasm. <laughs> uh, oh yo. No, I'm I'm even going to be a little bit nicer than I was. I'm going to give it three out of ten. Oh, okay, that's not nearly as bad. Because I think we did our job. There were a couple parts in this movie that I like tiny little like two second parts where I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool, or oh, that made me laugh. But for a majority of the movie, I'm just like, this is boring. I'd rather be watching Evil Dead. Well, can I tell a quick story about this movie? Is after our whole October Madness, which you guys will find out about that soon enough, is over, we talked about doing intern Corey picks every month. And Corey messaged me us and said, hey, can the first intern Corey pick be Deathgasm? Oh, this is I your said, fault? No. No, and I said no, because it's already on the schedule. Oh. Because we both love this movie so much. So it hurts a little to hear the three, but I'm glad it wasn't a point one. I'll take it. Yeah. And it was all... It was- the reason I said Deathgasm 2 was the same reason Greg put it on the schedule was we watched the last episode of Stranger Things. Yeah, it gave me major Deathgasm vibes of like them on the mountain and everything. Like, Stranger Let's Things. Complain. Eddie Munson's much better than this whole movie. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying this movie is better than Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So for me, and here comes Brett being all angry at me, but like I said, this has all the makings of the Greg movies that Brett yells at me for rating too high all the time. I'm going an eight and a half oh, Jesus metal band. Christ. See, I'm going a six. Okay, that, that's better. Like, I like this movie. It's fun, but it's not it's not different from any other like no. heavy metal horror movie. They do nothing original in the entire movie. I think that Maybe my favorite, though. Uh, granted, Brett knows I have not seen The Gate. The Gate is so oh, good. Have... Oh, dude, you gotta yeah, watch The I Gate. I haven't seen it. Watch The Gate. It'll come up sooner or later. Have either of you watched Black Roses? Yes. I have. Yes. Oh, that, that one is excellent. I like Black Roses better than I like this one. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, I like it a lot. It's probably one of my favorite, like, metal horror movies. But again, with that disclaimer, I have not seen The Gate. And Brett, when we did that 25 Best 80s, Brett told me we'll cover it someday, so I'll just yes. wait. You, oh, I'm definitely coming back for the gate. That's the gate is fantastic. That's fine by me. We can all argue, but <laughs> I'll just sit here and be like, "It's a two." You're stupid. Me and Corey are like, we're friends now. <laughs> I, I just love the fact that my episode, you know, destroy all monsters. We're like, oh, we're all friends. Then it's that is Return of the Living Dead. I hate that for a second. Bow you. <laughs> Also, Brett, can we point out the critically acclaimed masterpiece, The Lighthouse, last week? Yeah. I gave, like, a three or a yeah. four. <laughs> and I'm like, Deathgasm, eight! <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
these shitty movies are way better than you know those critically acclaimed garbage. Lighthouse is great. No, no, it's not. Haven't seen it. Robert Pattinson masturbating and uh, Willem Dafoe farting. That's the movie. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I got. Um, make sure you guys follow us on the socials. Intern Corey always posts fun things on there. I try. Yes. Thank you for all you do, Corey. Um, unless you guys have anything else. I got nothing. Negative. Well, we hope the deathgasm has left your brain throbbing with horror. Ah, it seems you've survived another fright. Be sure to look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin on all of your favorite social medias and local newspaper headlines. Rate us five stars on your favorite podcast platform, or else. Subscribe for more tantalizing terror, and be ready for the new fear next week, if you dare.